Welcome to the Young Crones Cafe, where you can get a magic brew full of all sorts of information, both witchy and practical. Grab a cup of coffee and join us. I'm Elizabeth, a wordsmith. And I'm Sue, a visual artist. We are going to talk about various witchcraft and life topics from a slightly more mature perspective, at least most of the time. Thanks for joining us. On the path which is the name for our personal witchcraft practices. We've spent a great deal of time discussing what we believe and why. These conversations led to the writing of a book full of information about our tradition. We call these thoughts kernels because they are the start of much bigger ideas. We thought we'd share some of these with you, so... Today's metaphysical kernel of thought is tradition. A tradition is actually defined as an established or customary pattern of thought, action, or behavior, such as a religious practice or social custom. In other words, they are created patterns that are the characteristic manners, methods, or styles of doing something. In your family, you may have a special way of celebrating someone's birthday, or maybe you always serve the same dinner every year at Thanksgiving. In my home, we always make sure that everyone has a really nice breakfast together on the first day of school, because it starts the year off on a positive note. Think about where family traditions actually get started. Someone in the family tries something new, people in the family like it or think it's important enough to keep on doing it, and it gets passed down in the family from one generation to the next, sometimes exactly the same, and sometimes adapted in some other way. People become partners and create a new family unit with each bringing their own special ways of doing things, which often creates a blend of both. In their own way, religions are also traditions because a particular way of worship or ritual practices are developed and then passed down from generation to generation within a group who practices that particular faith. For us on the path, one of the best parts of being a witch is that we are creating our own constantly evolving tradition of modern witchcraft. When we first started practicing together, we tried various types of rituals and spellcraft, which worked initially and allowed us to continue to grow. This has led to constant updating of beliefs, writing of new rituals, and the finding of new ways of relating to the energies that we work with and changes to everything we do over the years. Well, my friend, now you know kind of a little bit about what the heck a tradition actually is. It's just a way of doing things that people have done enough times that it becomes a regular part of whatever they're up to, whether it's within a family or the practice of witchcraft. Do you have any funny family traditions that get passed down in your family? Yeah, Elizabeth, we got a, I actually didn't understand the story until I was older, but I always grew up with, we had for our birthdays, I'm the youngest of five, so we had lots of birthdays, and we always had, the birthday person had a birthday chair that was all decorated with balloons and streamers and really just something totally special so you felt like royalty. And I thought it was just such a wonderful tradition. I kept it up with my stepkids. And I found out later that my mother just got tired of hanging balloons on the ceiling. And she said, that's it. I'm putting all the, direct, the decorations in one spot right on the person's chair. So 
I think that's that's an awesome idea of a tradition. But it's practical, but it also has its own benefits. What about you? Well, I can see the practical, as you said, because it makes cleanup a lot easier. Um, I don't know. I don't think we grew up with as many family traditions. We were a much smaller family. And my dad was an only child. And my mom just had one brother, so I didn't have cousins and everything when I grew up because he never married and had kids. So it was just my sister and I in that sense. Um, I laughed because I think one of our family traditions was we never knew what we were having for stuffing for Thanksgiving dinner because my mother was determined to find the ultimate stuffing, I think. And every year we had something different. I can remember we had seafood stuffing. There were nuts. There were different kinds of, I don't know, sometimes you couldn't identify the ingredients. So <laughs> no one fond of stuffing as a child. And since I've been an adult, there's the Pepperidge Farm seasoned breadcrumb stuffing. I tend yep. to stick with that if I'm in the mood for something because it's kind of a neutral flavor. So there's that. And um, I know for like me. Stuffing surprise. Yeah, stuffing surprising. Oh, you got it. <laughs> for me, um, birthdays, we were always on vacation when it was my birthday. So I had a lot of fancy dinners rather than a birthday party somewhere. But it, I think. As an adult, I can appreciate the fact that my parents went out of their way to take their kids somewhere nice mm -hmm. for dinner. As a kid, I wanted a birthday party with balloons and swimming or, you know, friends and presents and all that. So that's kind of that. I like how we are creating traditions of witchcraft, not just us, but anyone who practices. Because even if you are part of an established tradition, I think you adapt that in different ways when you are working by yourself, which often happens, or Absolutely. even as part of a group. I think a tradition has to evolve and change, otherwise it dies. Because what worked for one generation of people may not work for the next, or even you, as you grow and change. I mean, I think about what we practice over the years and when we what we started out with and where we are now are two vastly different things sometimes. Oh, absolutely. There's part of the freedom that is so wonderful is being able to, you know, come together as a group and say, all right, we keep doing this because we always have, but is it really working? And making new traditions. So as you don't lose the connection between the why and the how. I think that's probably the best way to do it. And think about it. Why are we doing what we are doing? Does it work? Mm -hmm. If it works, I'm a big fan of it ain't broke, don't fix it. <laughs> if it doesn't work, why doesn't it work anymore? Do I think about things differently? Are we, is the focus of our practice different? Has it changed because we've changed? I think that one of the big parts of practicing a tradition is you're supposed to change. The whole point of having a tradition is you're doing stuff together, whether it's ritual or magic or study or just mm -hmm. hanging out, having conversations all day sometimes is that's what creates that transformation inside of you. You grow as a person. I think that's the ultimate goal of any tradition of witchcraft. Is oh, it absolutely. Yeah, it creates that personal spiritual growth. And when you look at the whys, then how 
can I do stuff that, that matches what I think about the universe? Mm-hmm. And what do I want out of my tradition? I think that's another important thing you have to consider is what do I want from a practice of witchcraft? Do I want it to focus on spells? Do I want to learn more about the energies of the universe? Do I want to celebrate rituals of all kinds? And, and what do I want to do? And then, you know, you figure out how much time you actually have to do this, because I think everybody would love to be able to be a full-time witch, as they say, but we have lives, you know, we have kids, we have grandkids, we have health issues, we have to go to work and make a living, we're in school, you know, and that takes our time and attention away. So sometimes it's nice to be able to create the complicated and fancy ritual type of stuff. Mm-hmm. But as part of our tradition, you and I have also developed that quick and easy five-minute thing in the morning where I acknowledge, yes, I'm a witch and a magical person on my way out the door so that I and, remember. And I cannot emphasize how how strong and how much of a difference that five minutes can make. And you don't realize it. It's like your hair growing. It just mm-hmm. happens. And another thing about tradition, I think that's important that we, I'm glad we discovered early, there's a difference between doing something rote because the repetition increases the strength of what you're doing and mindlessly following something. I think so. Yeah. I know when we do ritual, we tend to have the same, mostly the same opening. Mm-hmm. and me it's it's a way for my brain to recognize oh we're about to do magic and it's going to be cool yes and it allows that shift and we tend to have we always have what we call housel where we share food and drink at the end as a way to kind of come back from what we've been doing Mm -hmm. and what we eat may be different from time to time what we say may vary a little bit but like you said, that repetition, and it isn't rote at that point because we change that repetition periodically as we've mm-hmm. grown into what we say has changed. Our circle guest has changed. Um, the words we use when we celebrate the, phys- the gifts from the gods in the terms of we have food, we have drink has changed. Mm-hmm. And adapted because of how we have learned more about the why Mm-hmm. We do the things we do. And it, I think that's fun. Um, it's scary sometimes to suddenly say, okay, this doesn't work at all anymore and we have to change everything. You know, and, and sometimes it's a matter of changing a little bit at a time, too. You don't necessarily wake up and say, oh, my God, the whole tradition doesn't work and throw it away. You no. know, <laughs> and you, you take a piece and you say, okay, if we change this, what happens? It's almost like a scientific experiment where you have, you know, remember independent and dependent variables where you, you know, you have to focus on changing one thing to one see how thing. in the whole. Otherwise, you don't know what works and what doesn't. Or did, the, or did the thing you changed really make a difference? Oh, I do that all the time in my regular life, though. Mm. I mean, that's you, you think, OK, I'm going to I'm going to do this different. And then you realize that you've actually changed six or seven things and you're not sure which one's working. Exactly. exactly. It doesn't matter. Just keep doing it. Exactly. You do, you know, and I think one of the things that has made a difference for us, difference for us is we 
check our beliefs regularly. Yes. So, so that we make sure what we're doing continues to work rather than going on and on and on and not saying anything. We practice together long enough that we have the freedom to say to each other, this doesn't work for me anymore. And this is why, you, you know, know and then it's because too, I just got this. It's not a threat to us. To many people, change is a threat to the status quo, to what they believe, to their stability. But when you get your foundation from something even deeper than that, it gives you that freedom to be able to, to look for something different and not feel threatened. I have to agree with that. Um, I'm a big believer that change happens whether I want it to or not. <laughs> yes. It's constantly changing around to me. The only thing I can work on is changing my reaction to it. Yes. More than anything else. And I think having a tradition and the commitment to practice and try stuff and actually do see if it works or not. And you and I both know we have tried some new stuff and had some spectacular failures, but sometimes oh, yeah. out of those failures has come the greatest growth because we recognize that this doesn't work and why it doesn't work because it doesn't fit who we are as people. Mm -hmm. And I think the biggest part at its most basic bottom level, a tradition is a way of doing things that works and the basis of any tradition of the practice of witchcraft is being a witch and if you know that and you get comfortable with that idea how it expresses itself can be anything but you have that basic yeah. foundation and regardless of where our tradition has gone over the years we've gone into the with the attitude that yes we are witches yes magic is real Yes, mm -hmm. the universe is an amazing place where we have no clue most of the time how it works and what it does and why it does what it does and go from there. Mm -hmm. And when you have a basis for yourself and it doesn't have to match ours, you are creating a tradition. Absolutely. And then you write rituals that express what you think right now and you try them out. And if they work, great. If they don't, you look at it and say, okay, this part worked. I'm going to keep this and try something with it. And I think that's how you create a tradition. As we wrote, we are creating a constantly evolving and changing tradition. And I think that's all you can say more than anything else about what a tradition should be. Because otherwise you're mm -hmm. stuck in one place and the, wor the world is rushing past you. The universe is constantly creating. So why aren't you? Well, it turns, it turns it into a prison, not a path. That is a good way to say that. Yeah. And I think a lot of us came to witchcraft in the first place because the religions we were in didn't work for us and we couldn't change it because they have their own way of doing things and it didn't match anymore. Well, you, yeah, we, you can't go, hey, Padre, this isn't working for me. No, exactly. <laughs> this whole Old Testament thing, you know, kind of need to kind of leave, or the Quran doesn't give women the freedom that I want, kind of thing, or whatever, you know. Yeah. And as people, we need to understand that. We need to accept the fact that witchcraft, in a lot of ways, is a very old tradition because people have been considered witches 
in all varieties for thousands of years as humans, and a very new tradition because witchcraft as a religion kind of got started, for want of a better word almost, with the Gardnerians in the 50s and has evolved from there, you know, in terms of modern witchcraft. And at the same way, that's why we say we practice modern traditional craft because we are modern people. We are modern witches with modern conveniences and cell phones and computers and everything else. But in our own way, we are traditional because we have a specific way of doing things. And I think absolutely, that's we're not we have- we're not trying to claim that we have some sort of secret, long, familial you know, font of lore that has passed down through the ages. Although I do believe that through our work, we are recovering lost lore, but that is another episode. (laughs) That's a whole nother discussion for another day. Yeah. There are families in this world who have practiced different ways of doing things that have been passed down from generation to generation into tradition. And I think those people exist. I don't oh, think yeah. they are down more from thousands of years ago, maybe hundreds sometimes. You no, know, or I, maybe- would, I would assume also that they, too, have made small changes here and there out of necessity because life and being human has changed. Exactly. I mean, when you think about how America is a country of immigrants and various ethnic groups have brought their ways of doing things, you know, even like herbal stuff, Mm -hmm. herbal recipes and things here and had to adapt because what's available in America may be very different from what's available across the pond, as they would say. So I think before we keep rambling on and really confuse people with too much information at once and this is kind of where we get, we, you and I get going. We get, we start out talking about one thing and we kind of turn left sometimes. But to summarize what we've been talking about, I think a tradition is a way of doing something that works or it's just always been that way. And as witches, we tend to question why has it always been that way, just in general. And if it keeps working, keep doing it. And if not, be willing to step out, for want of a word, in faith mm-hmm. in yourself as a witch and change stuff. Try something new mm-hmm. all the time, you know, because I think if you stop growing, you, you don't continue to, for want of a better word, evolve into a more spiritual person. I realize oh, that's kind of crappy because it has too many new sometimes associations, but I think that's it. Is there anything you'd add to my little summary? I believe that the the creation and perpetuation of traditions is also deeply aligned with self-discovery because when you when you say something doesn't work you then have to say well why doesn't it work and look into what am I feeling what am I experiencing and that leads to self-discovery which is always a good thing. <laughs> and a change in how you practice, hopefully. Yes. Okay. Well, thanks for joining me for our discussion anyway. And we'll see if anybody else wants to add anything to it. Oh, absolutely. Please. We love comments. 
Witch Stones are a divination tool we created as part of our practice that deals with what we call concrete stones, specific types and kinds of energy, and conceptual stones, things and ideas about witchcraft, which can be read with either a seen or an unseen meaning. Recently, we have developed a set of oracle cards using this information. We would like to introduce you to one of these stones right now. In today's spotlight, we'll be looking at the Witch Stone North. Concrete stones focus on a specific physical energy rather than a concept, and the first four concrete stones are the four cardinal directions. The Witch Stone North displays a pictograph of the capital letter N in the color black. For those of us who walk the path, which is what we call our spiritual practice, each direction is associated with a time of day and a color that represents it. North is midnight, which is symbolized by the color black. Each direction is also associated with one of the four physical elements of the craft. North is linked with earth and its energy. Earth energy correspondences include grounding and stability, endurance and strength, foundations and abundance. For us on the path, we call this the body and bone. Your body and bone are made of the same components as the earth itself. This similarity makes one understand how important a foundation of basic principles is for anything, whether it's your personal physical health, your home place, or your relationship to the world around you. A well-constructed foundation allows you to experience stability, develop strength and endurance to get through life's growth and change, and to learn to create personal abundance. Abundance can be defined as having what you need and is key in developing gratitude for the gifts you can receive from Earth. The seen energy for the North Stone is in a reading is Earth energy, our bodies, and the Earth itself. Learning about Earth energy makes the other two meanings clearer. Taking care of our physical bodies your body and bone, and working towards your optimal health, even learning what that is, can strengthen your foundation for your path. Focusing on your connections to the physical earth, being aware of changes in your environment seasonally, and relating to the natural world around you, no matter where you live and work, helps foster stewardship for yourself, those you care about, and the planet. The unseen energy for the North Stone in a reading is earth energy, ungrounded energy, or health issues. Earth energy is always present, and what changes may be the perception of it. You may not recognize that your life is full of abundance or feel that your foundation is not as secure as you thought it was. Ungrounded energy in any form can leave you feeling out of sorts emotionally, jittery, 
or edgy or even uncomfortable in your own skin. You may need to figure out what to do with this energy, whether to give it back to the earth or turn your focus to creating a connection with the body and bone or to work on your foundations of basic practices. You may be dealing with various physical health issues and North is telling you to take care of yourself or to check out something you may have been ignoring. Before we go, we would like to present you with a tip or trick or witchy hint, just something to make your day go better because we live in a mixture of the magical and the mundane. Here's a hint if you're a person who's trying to write a spell or ritual bit. Most of us use rhyme at some point for spells and rituals pieces. They're easy to remember if it's a couplet or a set of couplets which it rhymes. This is especially important if you are going to chant it over and over to raise energy, and the cadence allows you to go faster and faster or slow it way down depending on your purpose. I find that when I'm writing a spell, I can usually find one great line that, ma- that matches the intent of the spell or details the results I want. Then I have to go ahead and find something that rhymes for the other line and get stuck. This is where apps that offer rhyming words like poet assist come in and sometimes help me save the day. To put the last word of my line in the app and then I look through words that rhyme with that word or almost rhyme. Something always strikes me at that point for the other line and I go ahead and finish my writing. Try it out for yourself if you like. Very often I may change the whole thing because I get into the rhyming words and discover another line that works better. It doesn't matter. The point is to try and get your spell done. And remember, the most important hint of all is nothing has to rhyme if you don't want it to. Well, it looks like the coffee cups are empty for this week. We hope to join us again next Tuesday, but you can find us at our website, twoyoungcrones.com. That's the number two young crones, all one word. You can also find us on Facebook and Instagram. And our Twitter handle is at two young crones. Check out our merch at our Teespring store. We also have a Patreon account called the Young Crones Cafe, where you can support the podcast if you enjoy our efforts. Until then, remember, we are witches who work with energies to affect change. We are believers in both imminent and transcendent divine. We are celebrants of the passage of the solar and lunar cycles. We are hedgewalkers who pass back and forth between the worlds of the magical and the mundane. We are seekers of knowledge. We are walkers of a spiritual tradition we call the path. So mote it be.